the other story we've been watching and waiting all morning, a 2,000-page report tabled by uh, Justice Paul Rollo, who was uh, the one who headed up the inquiry into the invocation of the Emergencies Act in response to the convoy in Ottawa one year ago. The overall, the headline here, the federal government did meet the, quote, very high threshold for invoking the Emergencies Act for the first time in Canadian history during the so-called Freedom Convoy protests in Ottawa last year. That is the ultimate finding of this report. But there's a lot more that goes into it. He also talks about how this was a singular moment in history, um, exacerbated by the COVID-19 pandemic and online misinformation and disinformation. He said... Uh, and this, I think, is a key point that we'll talk about. Had various police forces and governments been prepared for and anticipated an event like this, the emergency that Canada ultimately faced could likely have been avoided. He talks about a number of failures in policing that sort of led us to the situation that we got to. He says there was a failure in policing. And the Freedom Convoy protests and response can also be seen as a failure in federalism. Collaboration between the governments during a crisis is essential. So a lot to get into. We're going to chat with Aaron Woodrick now, who is director of the McDonald laurier Institute's Domestic Policy Program. Aaron, thanks for joining us again. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me, Shay. So I guess the big headline, right? They were justified. Does that surprise you? You know, it surprises me that he made a finding at all, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I, I was under the impression that he was, uh, you know, that some people had argued, in fact, that this wasn't his job. Um, you know, there were people who point out there are actually other lawsuits that are underway against the government in court, um, precisely to answer this question. People saying that, you know, he it's not even really his job to say if it was appropriate or not. It was to analyze a bunch of other things, a, lo- a lot of facts, clear the air on some other things. So I was frankly surprised that uh, that he did make a finding. And I haven't had a chance to read the report myself. I just got it in my inbox not 90 seconds ago, and it's about 2,000 yeah. pages. So um, <laughs> there's there's quite a bit there, but the dribs and drabs we're seeing is he has, uh, he has made a ruling saying the government met the threshold. I should say from a lot of the other uh, commentary, it seems like um, this was a bit of a coin toss for him. He said uh, yeah. in a press conference just five minutes ago that, you know, other reasonable people could have come to a different conclusion. So uh, I'm not sure how I feel about that sort of bet hedging. Uh, when you make a decision, you should kind of stick by it. But um, we, we have what we have, and uh, it's going to take some days of analysis and unpacking going forward. No question. There are so many different threads to pull out here. Like you said, 2,000 pages in length. The, the big thing, you know, like you say, ultimately he found that they were justified. But I, I'm interested in him going back and pointing to the fact that it didn't have to get to that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he points a finger at police uh, and some of the failings there. He also talks about levels of government. But in terms of the policing, do you agree with what he said? I mean, that's been something I said, because if you look at what happened with Windsor, the police stepped in, were policemen, and it ended. Uh, but that didn't happen in Ottawa. So do you think he's right to finger police as sort of being part of what led to where we got to? Yeah, I think it's fair to say that. And I think this is actually a common situation in Ottawa because you have overlapping jurisdiction, right? Um, Ottawa is not like Washington, D.C. It's not its own separate sort of political entity. Mm -hmm. And so you have not only city police, you have provincial police, and then you have the RCMP who technically don't have policing jurisdiction in Ontario, but because they're there, people sort of expect them to do something. So I do think there was a coordination problem. There was a lot of buck passing going on, right? Um, I think the provincial government is right 
completely come under criticism for for not carrying its weight. Um, but look, I think that's the argument that the Trudeau government makes is they didn't want to have to use this act, uh, and if the police had done their job properly, then they they, they would not have had to. Um, it's interesting. I mean, and the response on the text line is is what you would expect. Um, people who supported bringing the act mm-hmm. and say, of course, it was justified. Other people say, of course, he said it was justified because it's a liberal appointed judge. I mean, does this sure. settle anything in terms of the way that we look at this in the in the country? No, I, I don't think it's going to change anybody's mind. I mean, there are some people that are, as you say, they're going to be convinced that this is a liberal judge in the tank for the liberals. Um, and there are others who are going to say, oh, it was only disgruntled conservatives that uh, sort of wanted to go through this kangaroo court. Mm-hmm. Let's look here. The inquiry had to be called. It was required yeah. by legislation. Um, it wasn't invented by the opposition. It's part of the law. Um, but I, I'm actually going to be very interested to see how these court proceedings play out because they are well progressed. Um, Justice Rouleau in his, his uh, press conference just now acknowledged that they were underway and he acknowledged that his view is not binding on the court um, which is an interesting thing to say it's obviously going to be influential in the court but he's essentially said look i've reached the conclusion i I put my cards on the table but these courts are going to delve more into the legality because there is a difference between appropriate and legal um and and i think that that might have been the distinction he's trying to draw no i think you make a really good point like this argument is far from settled and i don't think that was the point of this uh going forward what do you think the focus is I mean, there was a lot of talk about, hey, we've learned that this act has some flaws in it and we need to do some things differently and we need to put in some different guardrails around how and when this is used because the way that this rolled out was not good. Do you think this changes the act going forward itself? Yeah, I think there's two sort of main things that, uh, and there have been some proposals for changes. There, there, I understand some of them are included in his report as well. One is on sort of reshaping the act. The act, I mean, the Emergency Act itself was a revised act of the War Measures Act. It was changed in response to its use in, in 1970. I think you're going to see further changes because the change following 1970 really turned the act into something that contemplated something like uh, a province trying to separate, right? Not mm-hmm. these types of like uh, one-off protests. So I think a future act will have that you know the flip side is whether that kind of raises or lowers the threshold for its use um you know myself and others these kinds of laws which allow extreme powers they should be hard to use by definition we should be looking at ways to keep their use limited not for ways to make it easier for governments to use them so that will be one concern the other is in terms of the follow-up i mean um even though there was these rules about what the inquiry that had to happen the government was still able to kind of uh, set the table the way they liked um, you know, we, people who watched the inquiry saw we had to speed through like 10 hours of testimony for six weeks. It was kind of rushed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think that did not do a real service to the process. I understand we don't want to take it. We don't want it to take five years. Yeah. But when you try and rush this much information through in a couple of weeks, it, uh, you're, you might start missing some things. No, I think you make a really good point. Like, it's just it's not going to satisfy uh, people, I think, on on either side of this conversation. It's an exercise that had to be done legally. It was in the legislation. But at the end of the day, I don't know if it's going to change any hearts and minds and uh i don't i think that's almost impossible anyway i think so people have very strong views yeah. about it i mean i've i've really tried to stress to people that you have to imagine this um about a protest where you don't know what's being protested because people's views change dramatically whether or not they're sympathetic to a particular protest mm-hmm. i think the question people always need to remind themselves is what kind of powers do you want a government to have um when you're not sure what they're what they're shutting down uh, i think that can really change the equation for a lot of people you know i government wields great power and uh, i think as citizens we always need to be mm-hmm. mindful that they they use it very carefully. Yeah, I agree with you completely. Uh, Aaron, thanks so much for joining us again, as always. Appreciate it. 
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.